Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. For my money, and there's a lot of good people doing great work in the NFL. I'm not taking shots at anybody, any of my colleagues at CBS. But for my money, the best NFL media person, writer, reporter, he does all of it, we all do all of it today, is Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. It is the must read for me in the morning when I get up and start getting ready for this job. And so it's always awesome when we have him on, especially after this weekend's action. He joins me now on the phone line. Mr. Florio, good morning. I still keep forgetting to retain you to be my agent in my NBC negotiations. <laughs> I need to do that. I mean, they take a you, pretty good percentage. I, I'll give, I'll give I'm you 1%. in. 1%. Sold. And it feels like free money, Mike Florio. I will take it. I'll take it. I'm a good negotiator. Deal. Um, Mike Florio on the show. Mike, a lot to get to. Let, let's start here. Uh, how would you characterize Brock Purdy's performance yesterday in that in that win for, for the Niners? It was impressively consistent and exactly what the 49ers need. And I say that because when you're so loaded on both sides of the ball, when you have a roster full of badasses who roll out of bed and kick your butt, run through a brick wall, look at the last moment of the game when Jimmy Ward executes a perfect form tackle with lightning precision of Cavante Turpin before they can even get the Stanford band playing going. That just shows you how the team is wired. They are a bunch of roughnecks in a good way. They are guys who don't need to practice tackling to the ground. They'll tackle you to the ground in their sleep if they have to. That's what they have. And so they just needed someone to stabilize the offense, distribute the football, do it calmly. He didn't freak out. I was concerned about him in the last playoff game against the Seahawks when the first pass slipped out of his hands, but he forgot about it. He moved on and he's just done exactly what they need. So look, I don't know that he would have been this good playing for any other team. It just worked out perfectly. The planet's lined up, and he's been great. Now, can he keep it going? That's the question. But with each week, as he goes to the next round, he does it with the confidence of having won in the most recent round. So we're going to see a different guy, a more confident guy, go to Philadelphia. That's enough. Remains to be seen. And, Mike, on the other side of the equation is a quarterback who is unquestionably talented in Dak Prescott, who – you, we would think would be capable of winning big games. And certainly that game looked like it was there for the taking. If you're the Cowboys, what is your in-house evaluation of, of Dak Prescott? And, and what do you try to do to have a different outcome next season, seasons ahead? Well, they're all in with Dak Prescott. They did the four-year $160 million contract two years ago. This is season three. And after this year, they're going to have to decide whether to extend him, enter what would be the final year of his contract, 
with no ability to apply the franchise tag after the 2024 season. That's the way his most recent deal was structured. He got what at the time was by far the best quarterback contract of any of the quarterbacks. And since then, it's hard to argue that anyone's gotten anything better than that, except for maybe Deshaun Watson, because he got five years fully guaranteed. But Dak did four years with three years to a renegotiation, four years to true free agency, and the Cowboys claim they're all in with him. Now, the thing about Jerry Jones, he is the kind of guy who is always behind the people who are employed by him at those key positions completely, totally, and unconditionally until the moment that he isn't. So he can fall out of love with a guy fast because he won't show that he's fallen out of love with the guy until he's completely ready to move on. I don't think the Cowboys move on from him, though. I don't think they move on from Coach Mike McCarthy. The problem is how do you get better? In a league where it's very easy to get worse, especially if you lose Dan Quinn to a head coaching job and you got to find somebody else to keep that defense operating at a high level, how do you get better? How do you close the gap with the 49ers? Last year they lost to the 49ers by six. This year they lost to the 49ers by seven. I think it was very impressive how they hung in there, but there's still a gap between the Cowboys and the 49ers and Eagles. Those are the two best teams in the conference right now, and then a half click below that is the Cowboys. I don't know how they close that gap, and the big challenge is keeping that gap from getting wider, but I fully expect they'll stick with Dak and they'll do their damnedest to try to continue to improve the talent around him and try to keep that defense as good as it's been. Mike Florio, there's obviously a dearth of, of quarterback talent that is that is certain in the National Football League. And so if you're Arizona and you have Kyler Murray or you're the Cowboys a few years ago and you have Dak and you're negotiating, you negotiate from a position where talent is talent regardless of some of the issues. In that context, if you're Baltimore, what is the best right answer as you negotiate with your would-be franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson? Well, the problem is they can't negotiate with Lamar Jackson. The way that this has played out with Lamar representing himself and his mother helping, it's been very difficult for the Ravens to have a meaningful negotiation. And it could be that Lamar Jackson just expects a Deshaun Watson-style contract to fall out of the sky. That's one of the reasons to have an agent. It's not just to have the person who exchanges emails with the Ravens to get the best possible contract. You need an agent who comes to you and explains to you as the client what's going on, what the options are, whether you should take the best offer that the Ravens are willing to make, whether you should try to go in a different way. Deshaun Watson ultimately got a five-year fully guaranteed contract because in part, and this all started two years ago when he said to the Texans, I'm never playing for you again. Trade me. The agents put that plan into motion, and it worked. And then when it was time to trade him, they worked it to perfection where they had four teams at the table. And they kind of got lucky because they kicked the Browns to the curb at a time when the Browns had completely blown up their relationship with Baker Mayfield. So they got desperate, and they swung back around and gave him that five-year fully guaranteed contract. So an agent can explain to Lamar Jackson what you have to do to get that thing you want. You don't just sit there, cross your arms, and wait for them to give it to you. And I think that's the problem the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are experiencing. I think what's going to happen is non-exclusive franchise tag. You know, have a chance to go out and negotiate with other teams. The Ravens would be content to take two first-round picks if someone makes them an offer that they can't or won't match because they understand they're not going to be able to work out a long-term deal with them nobody's going to be able to work out a long-term deal with him. And that's the other side of this, too, Bill. If he goes to the open market, well, as open as it gets for a franchise tag player, if he goes to the market, 
and isn't able to negotiate a deal with another team because he wants a five-year fully guaranteed deal and they're not willing to do it, what ultimately happens? Maybe he comes back to Baltimore and takes the best offer that they've made because he realizes no one else is doing anything better. Mike Florio here on the show, CBS Sports Radio. Mike's on Twitter at Pro Football Talk. Mike, um, great win by the Bengals. Uh, impressive win by that team. It also means that the Chiefs, who obviously also won, get to host their AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. Do you think that severely reduces the likelihood, if there was one, that the NFL will look to do neutral site AFC-NFC Championship games? Or do you think that is a realistic outcome over the next few years? I think it's realistic, and I think the press release that the NFL put out on Friday is the sign that they were trying to lay the foundation for neutral site conference championship games by seizing on the sale of 50,000 tickets in 24 hours. Half went to Bills fans, half went to Chiefs fans. The NFL is very intrigued by and envious of the college football big game atmosphere where half the stadium is in the colors of one team, and half the stadium is in the colors of the other team. The reaction shots that you get, good or bad. And that's the thing. Every time something good happens for one team, something bad happens for another team. So you have sad fan reaction after everything positive that happens. And we love those on Twitter. We love to make those into memes. That's what the NFL is currently missing. Because the only game that's neutral site is the Super Bowl, and it doesn't have that same vibe because it's a different audience. It's a different crowd. It's people who have their tickets lined up months in advance who are going to go no matter who's in the game. For a conference championship like this where they make the tickets available to the season ticket holders of the two teams involved, they're going to fill up the neutral site stadium. And people are going to huff and puff about it, but this happens all the time with the NFL, Bill. They huff and puff, and they never blow the NFL's house down. We don't like this. We don't like that. We still tune in and watch. And I guarantee you that a neutral site conference championship game, once they do it once or twice, people will quit complaining about it. Now, we ran a poll last week. 85% of the people who responded said they don't want it. But it doesn't matter what we want. They want to do it. And if they get 24 owners to support it, it's just a new revenue stream. You can start squeezing cities like you do for the Super Bowl for all sorts of perks and cash and this and that. And, and it's meaningful. Think about it. If it's a true neutral site, instead of, you know, a smattering of fans coming into town if they can get tickets, you're getting 70,000 people descending on that city for the weekend to attend that game. And, and, and there's real value in that from a cash standpoint to the NFL. Mike Florio here on the show. In, in a previous life, Mike, I was a newspaper reporter at the Kansas City Star and wrote, as you do when you're at, the, at that place, a lot about the Chiefs and was had the pleasure to, to, to know Lamar Hunt before he passed. And if memory serves, this was something he wanted back in, in the day. W- would there be a scenario where would they would they put it in the same city? Is there a scenario where they would just do a super neutral site extravaganza? Or do you think they'd have one of the games in one place and another games in another place? And Lamar Hunt was pushing this on a regular basis. And it was always voted down. And the irony would have been if it was his team that lost a home conference championship game for the first test run of a neutral site conference championship. I think what they would do is have three different cities, one for the NFC, one for the AFC, and one for the Super Bowl, because that's how you maximize that, that value. We, we've seen time and again what the NFL gets from the cities that get to host the Super Bowl and what it means locally by way of revenues and tax base and all those things that politicians love to be able to trumpet to their constituents about money that's coming into town. So I think it would be 
you know, Atlanta for the AFC championship, Las Vegas for the NFC championship, the Super Bowl, wherever it happens to be that year. And I really do think that's the best way to do it. You put the NFC championship in an AFC city, the AFC championship in an NFC city. The only problem is you got two stadiums that have both, SoFi and MetLife. And I guarantee you, if they're going to do an AFC and NFC conference championship game on a neutral site, at some point SoFi Stadium is going to host that game, and there's a chance that you're going to have a quote-unquote home team. But I guess in L.A. it's okay because the home teams are never really the home teams anyway. As a guy who lives very close to that stadium, that is 100% right. Mike Florio on the show. Mike, last one for you before we let you go and appreciate the time. Any tea leaves that, that you've been able to read on this Monday as it relates to where we think Patrick Mahomes will be health-wise when he and the Chiefs host a very confident, very dangerous Bengals team? I think he's going to be like he was on Saturday. I, high ankle sprain is a four- to six-week injury. They'll shoot it up. They'll numb it. They'll do whatever they do within the rules, and he'll be out there hobbling around like he was in Super Bowl 55. And I think it's one of the reasons why the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Mahomes had turf toe. He had lost just enough of his mobility that the Tampa Bay defense could get to him. And I think this is almost better in a weird sort of way because I don't think he's going to try to do the stuff that we're used to seeing, the running around with your hair on fire. With the turf toe, he lost a little bit of that, and you could get to him. Now he's just going to have to play within the pocket. He's going to have to be smart with the ball, get rid of it quickly, stuff like we see from Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. And, you know, we've been looking for this new Brady Manning, Brady Manning. What's the next Brady Manning? How is it not Mahomes and Burrow? We thought it was Mahomes and Allen. How is it not Mahomes and Burrow? And I guess if Burrow keeps winning, maybe it doesn't count as a rivalry because Burrow's won three in a row against 100% Mahomes. What's he going to do against 60% or 70% Mahomes? I mean, it's amazing. And it's amazing that people continue to overlook the Bengals. I'm done. I'm done overlooking the Bengals. I'm all in. I'm already picking the Bengals to win on Sunday. I'd rather be wrong picking them than not picking them because there's something special about the Bengals and Joe Burrow when it's time to go in the postseason. Even in Kansas City, we saw it last year. I have a feeling we're going to see it again this year, especially with that injury to Patrick Mahomes. Florio, that's why you're the best in the business, and I'm going to let, as your new agent, I'm going to let NBC know. I'm in New York City for three days, so I'm well-positioned. You send me the contact info. 1% sounds great. I'm on it, pal. All right, good deal, buddy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 